Greetings. My name is William, representing Peachtree Property Management. This is part two of pandemic real estate evictions. Um, I'm representing Peachtree Property Management, where we invest in fixing whole um, real estate located in B and C class communities. Today's podcast will be about the home that um, I have in Eden, North Carolina. Uh, this will be part two of the eviction process and the pandemic relief being over. So the ones that have been following me, you probably know about this individual. This is the one that hasn't paid in almost two years since the uh, pandemic started. And basically he would pay on and off and wouldn't pay at all. And it ended up being about uh, 18 months that he was behind. Um, He got help from the HOPE program and uh, they called him up and then he still ended up falling behind six more months. Um, and then he just stopped, out the blue, stopped answering my phone calls. Um, I would go by every blue moon and I would see a car there, but um, couldn't get anyone to answer the door, try to call, try to text. And then um, his fiance, girlfriend, whoever she was, she texted me out the blue and said that she didn't know that they were behind and all this stuff. Cause I was trying to help him out with the... Um, the whole program right before it ended, like in November of 2021, and he wouldn't sign up for part two. Um, contacted when I got in contact with her, she was saying that he's now working out of state. And I'm like, well, can you pay anything? Hundred dollars, two hundred, three hundred. You know, you you falling behind. Um, and she was she told me she worked. I think she worked at the Dollar General uh, at the time. He was working at a fast food restaurant and somewhere else. Um, so you know. During the pandemic, they never lost their job. And this, and this place was $600. And you would think that someone hasn't paid in two years and had outside help that they had saved up. But yeah, they did. Um, during the, the eviction process, um, you know, I got them evicted. Uh, didn't really take that long. You know, a lot of people say bad things about evictions, but the eviction only took, uh, eviction process, I say, the eviction process only took about a month and a half. You know what? I'd say a month, but you know it, it wasn't bad at all. Um, the longest part to me was probably sitting in court waiting for my my turn, and you know talking to the judge. You know it, it seemed like it took forever, but got that process that process out the way. Um, finally got the place taken back over. Sent my guy up there to to change the locks once the sheriff came, and uh, you know I asked him to take pictures, tell me what was all wrong. He was kind of vague, and I was like, what's, you know, what's going on? Um, and he really couldn't tell me anything, so I decided to go up there probably like two weeks later. And the grass was probably, if you, I'm not sure if you follow my uh, my page uh, on Instagram. It's at Peachtree Property Management. I put up some pictures. Um, it was, the grass was probably, in some in some locations, the grass was probably nine feet. Um, it didn't seem like, I guess it was growing season. It didn't seem like they was gone that long. Um, but I guess it had been a, 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 a length of time from where I had went to try to talk to them. I guess it was like a, a six, seven month period where they, I guess it was, I guess it was probably, I'd say five months, five, six months where, you know, I hadn't uh, gone down there. Uh, I just went there to do the eviction and I didn't even go to check on them. Um, I, you know, once I filed the eviction, I tried to stay away so it wouldn't be any problems. Um, and 
you know, I went down there, I went to go start cleaning the place out. I opened up the door and the, uh, not the door, but opened up the mailbox and the eviction papers were still in the mailbox. So I was like, you know, I wasn't sure how they knew how to leave, you know, when to leave. I guess they, you know, and then it was taped to the door. So I don't know if they uh, saw the eviction tape to the door or what happened, but, uh, you know, they, they didn't show up. But while I was cleaning the place out, I saw some papers in there. It was heartbreaking, but uh, it was for child neglect. Um, the place was, was horrendous uh, in the inside, trying to, you know, clean stuff out. Looked like they had a small pit in there. Um, and it's just tough to, to do your walkthroughs because, you know, they owe you money. They're not trying to talk to you. They're not trying to let you in. Can't really, um, you know, you can get mad, but you, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, started ripping the carpet out, started pulling the stuff out. It took maybe three, four, five days to clean the place out. And I'm still not all the way through. I have like a room and a half left. Uh, they were like hoarders. They had stuff all over the place. Ripped out, I had to rip out the carpet. Uh, the carpet was only like two years old, but I had to rip out the carpet in all the rooms. Um, throw, you know, giving clothes and stuff to the Goodwill because I didn't want to throw it away. A lot of the furniture was kind of scratched up, add up, like they had bugs and roaches and everything else in there. Um, <laughs> it's pretty rough. Uh, my cousin came to help me out, him and his kids. They was ripping up a floor in one of the bedrooms, and we noticed it was some writing on the floor up under the carpet and had an arrow and had a hole uh, kind of dug out in the floor. So he moved the, the, the um, subfloor and up under was a safe. He had drilled a, a, a safe up under the floor. Uh, and there was no money or drugs or guns in there. So I'm assuming they took it out before they left. And you know, he was kind of telling me, he's like, man, I got a feeling they, I, he was probably in jail um, and really wasn't here. And, you know, stuff started adding up. He probably wasn't there. She was probably living there or just didn't want to lose the place and he, she was waiting for him to come back. I'm not, you know, I, I don't really know. Some of the um, people that stay in the neighborhood, it's a quiet, close-knit neighborhood. They came on down and talked to me. And one lady said she wanted to, she knew someone that wanted to rent the place out. Um, one, the neighbor in front of us uh, said that he wanted to buy and he knew a friend if I wasn't going to sell it. They wanted to rent it out and stuff like that. And they told me about the tenants that stayed there. They said they were nice people. Um, and then another lady, she said, well, uh, I was real good friends with her and I haven't seen her in several months. So I figured, you know, like I say, stuff started adding up and she probably wasn't there. He might he might have been in jail because uh, she told me he was working out of state. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, out of state, out of town, whatever it is. But, you know, he's doing now he's working out of town, which probably make, make him more money. But. <laughs> Still not paying his rent. Quick commercial break. I uh, just want to introduce myself for the ones that don't know uh, who I am. Uh, my name is William. Uh, I'm, I work for Peachtree Property Management. And what we try to do during this time, most definitely, is try to fight gentrification. We're here trying to um, make housing affordable trying to keep people in their neighborhood, trying to give them something more than just livable at a more than reasonable and affordable price. So if you would like to assist in this effort, you can donate to uh, Stripe on anchor.fm. Um, so you can donate to Stripe and you can donate to uh, the dollar sign WAG Realty, W-A-G, the Realty LLC on Cash App. Uh, you know, any and everything is great, greatly appreciated.
Uh, also, we're going to try to see what we can do with a syndication going through them, not necessarily starting our own, but going through them to help uh, with the process to speed this up. So I'm hoping uh, when I get in contact with them, uh, supposedly tomorrow is scheduled, everything will go well and we'll be ready to increase this endeavor. But if you have any questions, you can also contact me at WAG Realty LLC of North Carolina on uh, Facebook, or you can contact me at Peachtree Property Management on Instagram. So, you know, uh, cleaning this out, what I did find out was a good thing. We started taking the stuff to the landfill and through talking to neighbors, you know, that's people talk about driving for dollars, but you also got to walk for dollars too and walk to save dollars. Talking to the people in the community, they let us know that, you know, that that town, uh, unlike some of the bigger cities I deal with, that, you know, some of the bigger cities, you have to put out your trash during a certain time or, so, you know, when you evict someone, you have to put out their uh, belongings a certain time of the year and then they'll come get them. But in this city or this town, um, you can put it out anytime and they come get it on Monday or Tuesday. So, uh, you know, you, you put out carpet, put out the beds clothes and they just come take it all uh which is a great thing and you know it saved us because the landfill was probably 27 minutes away so you gotta think that's basically an hour there and back um you know so it saved us time and so that's that's another great thing so you know just find out if your town or city offers that you know um so right now the list of everything that needs to be fixed up put some things on zillow um, about the house saying when it's going to be shown. And for the ones that don't know, I teach school full time. And reading is fundamental. Reading is key. I put on that that the house won't be able to be shown because I'm working on it. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't even disclose the address. I'm just trying to get great tenants, hopefully, and, you know, get people to fill out the application online. And I'm starting to go through Zillow. Um, and I mentioned this on part one because Zillow does... If you have 25 units or less or under 25 units, they do the background check, criminal report. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, background check and credit report. And uh, they do an application all for free. And so um, that's how I'm weeding people out doing that. And I think it is a fee for the tenants, but if they if they can pay the fee, they can pay my rent. If they can't, I don't want to hear nothing from them. Uh, a lot of people just asking for tours. Uh, they, they're not reading. And some people are asking um if they can see it you know tomorrow or they want to give me money right away and and, and it says on that I, I accept section eight um and they they always ask me are you accepting section eight you know so like i said you just gotta deal with that headache of repeating yourself over and over and over but like i said in the, in the end when you find the ideal tenant hopefully it'll be worth it. um when you're dealing with private and that's another thing when you're dealing with private homes you're not always going to get the best uh, or the cleanest background checks from people, the best credit reports from people. So that's something else you got to think about. Also, something you know, you got to set a standard, and you got to stick to that standard as uh, close as possible. Um, and just realize sometimes you think you find the ideal uh, tenant, but you know the house wasn't ready. Some people are going to say, "Oh, I'm, I can give you the money up front. Don't jump at the money," because what happens is you know they they probably going to be some of the worst tenants. And I, you know, I know this from experience, you know, um, and I always ask to speak to their current landlord and do a walkthrough of their current house. Cause a lot of people tell you anything. A lot of people are 
send you a fake fake um, contact information. Uh, you know, you want to make sure you just, you vet them out. And some people act like they get frustrated, but if they get frustrated, then they can kick rocks. Um, and with this current house um, in, in Eden, um, what happened was I was going with Section 8. I'm no longer doing Section 8 because a person has passed away. They don't have anyone to take the fill in her job or fill in her place. So I'm no longer doing Section 8 because they said they're not accepting or assigning houses to people. Uh, anymore during this time until they find an employee that can take a spot. So, you know, that, that took one headache off because, you know, not that the house has to be inspected, but I have to uh, wait for the inspection. Um, the house has already been inspected before on Section 8, so it's no problem. But then, you know, for the ones that don't know about Section 8, you they usually pay less than what the market is going for. And I already go up under the market, but they go up under me. So say the market is $1,000, I may ask 700, 750. Section 8 may say 550, 600. You know, so they, they, they even undercut me. So, uh, I mean, that can be a headache that, even though it's guaranteed money, that can be a headache that I'm avoiding, um, you, know, you know, not dealing with them. And, um, you know, so dealing with people, you hear all these stories from, you know, parents passed away, they were living in their parents' house. My mom passed away living, you know, living with their dad. Dad moved away because he got remarried and they want a bigger home. Um, one of the things you got to think about with these people, especially when you start moving up in the bedrooms, this is a three bedroom uh, home. I'm finding people with five to eight people, nine people in their household looking for a place to stay. You got to think about the wear and tear, All right, even though by law, you know, I learned this in real estate class that you got to think about the size of the septic tank, even though it's a city sewer. But, you you know, they, they say it's a rule that says two heartbeats per bed, uh, per bedroom. So three bedrooms can actually be six people. But it's just, you know, the wear and tear. You got to think about that. The people in and out, the friends invited, the families coming over, you know, it's just everything is bigger. Uh, um, so, you know, bigger family, bigger problems most of the time. Uh, I had one lady, she sounded like she was ideal, you know, just calling to check back on her, um, to see if she was willing to continue to wait. She said that she's already found the place. She's going to find that, you know? Um, and so all because the place wasn't, you know, a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't have, um, listen yet. You know, you try to find the best tenants, you know, I wouldn't have had it anyway. Uh, cause it was a two, you know, if I would have waited, cause I wouldn't have known about her, you know, you, what I, but what I'm doing is I'm listening to, before I'm finished. So then I already have the, the, the two to three tenants already picked out instead of saying, well, I'm gonna wait, you know, a week and a half, two weeks, then I'm gonna try to find somebody. Then the house sits another week and a half to two weeks. So it could sit a month. You never know. Most of my houses don't sit that long, but you know, I'm trying to avoid the longest wait period once the house is over. So I, you know, I spend, I'm spending the money, and that's one thing you gotta realize um, when you're working on these houses, you're you're spending the money. So a lot of you know, a lot of people are making money off of you. The handyman, the stores, the hard, you know, the hardware stores, the cleaning crew, uh, the mowing company, all these people are making money off of you. Uh, the garbage collection, whoever, but you're not making any money. So a lot of people are gonna come to you and. They're going to be asking, asking, asking. That's going to be stressful also because you see your uh, your assets, your amount, and your bank going down, down, down. But it will eventually go back up. 
All right, so, you know, just part of the, the stress you got to deal with because some of these, you know, I won't say flips, but some of these fix and holds take, take some time. It's not, it's not something that's quick. All right. Um, but like I said, I just wanted to show you part two or, you know, inform you on part two of what, what's going on um, now. Cause, uh, the, and I'm renting that house. I told you the, the, the price of the last home that I'm renting out, it was around eight fifty nine hundred. This home is being rented out for around seven fifty eight hundred. Uh, I think the average I looked up was, uh, and there's other websites you can use. Uh, Zillow owns Trulia, so they're both the same. And I think Zillow owns Trulia and Hotpads. Um, you can put your stuff on affordable housing. Uh, and they'll do a, uh, a estimate for you also, just like Zillow and Hotpads. Um, and it's another uh, platform you can put your rent, uh, rental properties on and find, try to find out the estimate. Uh, also, uh, the estimated amount uh, that the rents can go for or a two-bedroom or one-bedroom or three-bedroom uh, goes for in your area. Uh, so that's some of the you know tricks of the trade, so you don't have to necessarily just guess. You know, you can already know. And you can see some of the houses, what they look like, and kind of compare yours also. I want to thank everyone for, you know, listening to this part two of, um, you know, life at the, the relief, uh, uh, pandemic relief. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, don't, you know, don't hesitate to, to reach out. I'm here to help you. I'm trying, we're here to fight gentrification, trying to make houses more affordable. They say that if a kid is given a house that is uh, uh, given a, a, a steady house, uh, you know, they're more likely to be steady when they get older. What I mean by that is they won't, excuse me, had the hiccups at the same time. Uh, they won't be likely to move from place to place. Uh, and, you know, and they'll be more likely to complete their education, be more focused, uh, want a place of their own, maybe, you know, not necessarily rent, but they might want to buy in the future and you know that's what we're trying to do inspire people to do better to, to reach for higher goals all right um so like i say until next time i enjoyed this if you have any questions you can always reach out to me